who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast. All the fellows with you here, myself, Anthony, Kobe, and Billy in the house. Gentlemen, what's happening? Happy Taco Thursday. And when, and, and when I say taco, I mean literally a taco. Anthony just texted us the saddest picture of a single taco that he ate right before this pod. What a that, disgrace. That, that looked more like a poor man's burrito <laughs> uh well we first know of what all, he was trying to do though. we know what he was trying to do it wasn't the only one i had it was nice those were nice um you know organic shells okay. oh, <laughs> organic God, shells organic. that this is why he is banned from all taco tuesday thursday festivities billy how you doing uh, this it's uh thirsty thursday so, uh, yeah I'm, I'm good i'm great let's get let's get this going wasn't yesterday thirsty wednesday <laughs> Hey, to each their own, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started with uh, first letting everybody know that find the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Check us out on Twitter, IG, and uh, remember we have a YouTube page. All right, let's jump into our headlines, boys. Uh, last week, just before the trade deadline ended, the night before, the Nets threw a shocker and traded Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns for Bridges, Cam Johnson, and a boatload of picks. Who's that? (laughs) Uh, Billy also, you know, before the deadline ended, the Lakers traded Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets for a couple, for a few second round picks and then ended up trading Pat Bev and some second round picks to the Magic for Mo Bamba. Uh, for the second time in his career, Patrick Mahomes was named the NFL MVP last week. Also, if that wasn't enough for Magic Mahomes, the Chiefs edged out my Eagles, unfortunately, 38-35 to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes took home another award as he was the Super Bowl MVP, so pretty good week for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you, you sound you sound better today. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. The Colts <laughs> hired the Eagles <laughs> offensive coordinator to be their new head coach. Oh, and man. if that wasn't enough, the Cardinals <laughs> decided to take the Eagles defensive coordinator to be their new head coach. You just add insult to insult. <laughs> Let's oh, just take God, everybody. So, Bill, so Billy, do you do you still stand by uh, the Eagles being back in the Super Bowl next uh, next season? Yeah, I mean, what what I said on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, like, I, I don't know if they're... <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, football they have the players, I'll believe but... it when I see it, right? They have the no players, yeah. but damn, there's no more coaches anymore. <laughs> well, it, at least we still have Jalen Hurts. And speaking yeah. of quarterbacks, uh, Billy, the Raiders, they released Derek Carr earlier this week. So there was some speculation that they were going to try to work out a trade, probably to New Orleans, but that didn't happen. So they released him before they had to pay him his 
his uh, remaining, you know, salary bonus that was going to kick in. Um, like I think five it was minutes later. Yes, like yesterday or something oh, like yeah. that. So, anyways, those are our headlines, gentlemen. Yeah. Prior prior to that, they gave him permission to speak to teams and all that stuff, but um, you know, obviously nothing happened, so they just tried to release him. Now he's uh, you know, Jets, New Orleans. Um, there, there's a couple other teams that are possibilities for him. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And uh, do that that KD thing, you know, the trade deadline, you know, whatever. And then I went to bed and I woke up and my phone <laughs> blasted with text messages and alerts. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, was I was editing the sun. pod. Like, I, yeah, it was like a stupid window. It was like literally like we, we had just gotten over the whole Delo trade. We did our pod. I'm over yeah. here editing. And then KD to the to the Phoenix Suns. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, yeah, I, no. I can't even put the pod out. That's no, why That's no. why last week, that's why the, the uh, yeah, last week's pod didn't even have the KD trade in it or our thoughts on it because we didn't even know what had happened. Well, yeah. because it happened so late in the night, too. Yeah, it was yeah. like. 1 1 a.m. Eastern time or I don't know some something crazy in middle of the morning so that was nuts man I woke up I was like you got to be kidding me this really happened so I mean the Suns new owner came in and just said all right we're this is what we're doing so well and I was I was reading an article uh, actually earlier today about that kind of how that trade happened and when when Kyrie was dealt to Dallas you know that Sunday. Durant and his agent had a meeting with Sean Marks and, yeah. and Josiah and they said, you know, look, I would like to be traded. He's like, I'm not going to come out publicly and force a trade. He said, if something can't be worked out, I will, I will play out. I'll, I'll play the rest of the season, you know, and then we can try to do something in the summer, but I want to go to Phoenix. That's, that's the only place I want to be traded specifically yeah, to Phoenix. So if we can't, if we can make something happen right now, I would really appreciate that. If not, then I'll play out the season. We can wait till the summer. So they had gotten on the phone, I think even with like the Suns owner and they were, you know, kind of, you know, figuring out how they could make this work before the deadline, because he was specific to the fact that he wanted to be sent to Phoenix and only to Phoenix. I think what's interesting when you look at the nets is, in a span of a week, right? The and they're the they were the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, so it's not like they were this season's a, a a wrap. Let's let's bag it. They traded two of maybe the ten best players in the league in a span of a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, obviously the Suns got stronger, and uh, on paper, you know, they're the favorites to get a really good stretch going here and make a real big dent in their seating. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I just want to say one, one other thing too, um, uh, you know, in regards to, you know, the Thomas Bryant trade, Anthony, cause you kind of, kind of swept it under the rug a little bit. You're like, Oh, we traded them to the nuggets for a couple second round picks. No, 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 no. We, uh, we traded them for three second round picks. Uh, and, and, de- de- and Devon Reed. Yes. And, if you want to get technical, yeah, yes. Devon Reed. Yes. And, uh, which is, which is good because, you know, <laughs> just a few weeks earlier, we had traded, uh, you know, three second round picks to Washington to get Rui. So it's almost like we basically got Rui for free, kind of, because we had to give up Kendrick Nunn. But, you yeah. know, so I'm just saying if that if that ain't a smart, savvy front office move, I mean, I don't know what is because. Well, okay. Okay, we basically got on, back the picks that we on. gave up for Rui. 
Time out. Time yeah, out. and we had to use just two so you... of them to get Mo Bamba. So I understand what you're saying. You're you're just you're shifting dollars around, so you're not you're not in the hole. But Anthony. here's the thing. Hold on a second, Billy. I know you're going to make a point. I want to make a quick rebuttal to Kobe. Yes, it this is a savvy move because Thomas Bryant was a guy that we were not going to be able to keep. And so what have what have Billy and I said? It's all about valuing assets and getting something for them. Thomas Bryant was a guy that we were not going to be able to resign, not going to keep. So let's get something for him. You get you get a cup, you get some picks, and you get you end up finding a way to get you know a, a throw-in player. Maybe maybe he just maybe he works out to be something. Maybe he doesn't. Whatever. But you get the picks, and then those allow you to bring in Mo Bamba, who's a better player and who's a, who now becomes a valued asset because he has another year on his contract at only five million dollars. So you could either keep him. Or he's very tradable. That's why I wish we would have done something with Lonnie Walker also because he's another guy that's probably going to walk at the end of the year and we're not going to get anything for. So it's all about turning assets. And the Lakers front office hadn't done that in years past, right? They let guys like Schroeder and you know and Malik Monk and these guys just walk instead of trading them at the deadline if you knew you weren't going to resign them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and remember, Anthony, Thomas Bryant requested to be traded. So it's not like the front office said, oh, let's do this. The front office, Thomas Bryant actually asked to be traded, and then they made the move. So Kobe, well, well, yeah, but, but, credit but, all of it to the front office. Well, even if they lucked into it, it was a smart move. But my point is, is they should, these are, it's the first time that they've done something smart like this, a smart, simple move. Because in years past, we've let guys just walk at the end of the season instead yeah, no, of trying I'm, to get I'm not, I'm not but no, you have to think about move. it. You have no, I get I get what you're saying, Billy, but I get what you're saying. But at the end of the day, like if Denver knew that Thomas Bryant asked to be traded, you think they would have gave us three second round picks? No. No. So, well, and they gave they gave up more to get Thomas Bryant than they got from the Clippers for Bones well, Highland. I, I don't think we called the Denver Nuggets and said, Hey, Thomas Bryant asked us to be traded. What do you want to do? Like I don't think that No, no, I understand, but but from from what, what you guys claim in past pods is like, oh, we would hear something, we would hear this, we would hear that from the front office, we would hear this and that. And obviously they were hush out everything. We didn't know about Rui's trade. We didn't know about about the trade for uh for D'Angelo. We didn't know any of this stuff. Nothing we knew about uh that was gonna happen. If you'd asked any of us a month ago or anybody in Laker Nation, nobody knew any of these trades were going to happen. So you got to give kudos there because like I was saying a month ago, I said, look, we made the Pau Gasol trade. We were hush hush. We was quiet. And you guys were like, oh, we're in the age of social media though. If something's happening, we wouldn't know. If something was happening, we would know. And we didn't know. I do give them credit, but I wish we wouldn't have waited this far in. To well, do- I try to tell you guys, it wasn't about waiting. It was other teams had no idea. They, they they wanted to wait as close to the deadline to see how their teams would pan out. It had nothing to do with us. Of course, we wanted to make moves a long time ago, but well, you know, teams didn't know how their team their their teams were going to pan out. No, yes, yes, hold on. Yes, yes, and no. But let's yeah. let's save it. Let's save it for the later segment because I have a I have a little I have a little something to add to that. All right. When we get when we get to uh, our our second topic break. Let's jump into some actual Laker talk here. We'll start off like we always like to do with a quick recap of where the Lakers sit currently. So the Lakers, uh, after a victory last night against the Pelicans, will go into the All-Star break now at 27-32, and 32, uh, which is still 13th in the West. Uh, the Lakers uh, sit still three losses back of the sixth seed and a play-in spot. 
Um, the Lakers will come out of the all-star break after a week with 23 games remaining in the regular season. Uh, I think realistically, if you're, if you're, if you're looking at the schedule and the fact that we're five games below 500, I think for the Lakers to have a very good chance of actually making into the playoffs, whether it's a play-in or actually like the sixth seed, I think they're probably going to have to go 15 and eight in their final 23 games to make it, which is doable, but it sounds, sounds like a tough hill to climb when you, when you think about a team that's five games below 500, that they're going to go 15 and eight. Um, but that being said, I think last night's win against the Pelicans hopefully showed us the potential of what this team can do now with this new lineup, added shooting, a little more size, a little more length on defense. So hopefully that was a sign of things to come uh, once we you know, come back from the all-star break. What do you guys think? Kobe? Well, this this uh, segment was recap of the Lakers' last few games, and I didn't hear us talk about the Bucks, the Blazers, the Warriors, just the Pelicans. What are we doing here? Um, okay, well, we lost three of the four of those games, so I was trying to keep it on the positive. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure, no. if, if, if you want, if you want to drudge it up, yeah, we can. And I was, well, I was trying well, to go into the All Star break on a high here. All right, all right. Well, smart guy. We didn't lose three of the four. We went two and two in those four games. So we lost to the Bucks and the Blazers, and we beat the Warriors and the Pelicans. Uh, but well, I'm saying before the Pelicans, we we were losers of three of four, and we didn't. And Anthony Davis was struggling, and I was I was trying to be okay. positive here. Okay, okay, okay that's cool. Positive. That's cool. But I, I mean, I was just you know prepared for the last few games since our last pod. So since our last pod, we have actually gone two and two. Uh, you know. Losing to the Bucks and Blazers, like I said, and uh, you know we beat the Warriors and the Pelicans, but really the Lakers are two and one with most of the new guys playing because the trade happened, you know, and mm-hmm. then and then we played you know the Bucks and we didn't have yeah. the new guys for the Bucks game, so yeah, yeah, which is um, fair, right? Yeah, and you know, really yeah. we're undefeated if you count only yesterday's game where we had everyone back, including yeah. LeBron <laughs> and Mobamba. Well, hey, we, I like we, it. You're even more optimistic than I am. We played NBA really finals, good. Watch out. Here we come. NBA finals. We're on our way. Bucks, we played really good against them shorthanded. So I was really proud of, of our effort against the Bucks. Yeah. 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 We had, we had good effort. You know, there, there was no rust. That was the game, you know, we were supposed to win according to Anthony because Russ was gone, but we didn't win, but it's all good. You know, uh, I like what I've been seeing out of you guys, especially last night. I think the way, um, you know, D'Lo was out there, you know, throwing no-look dimes. And I think he really compliments uh, LeBron and AD very well, you know, and, um, you know, the hustle from uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt kind of reminds me a little bit of a mini Draymond. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys see that or not. I think he's a sneaky good passer. He does all the little intangibles. He plays great defense. Um, nice, nice little young player to have. Uh, so, I mean, based on a small sample size, what we've seen again, we've only seen everybody together once last night. Um, but I like what I've seen so far. Um, so Billy, what do you think? Um, first of all, I, I'd like to address something. I, I, um, regarding the Russ slander that's going on everywhere right now, I don't think he deserves it. Um, we don't know the truth that each thing going on in Preach. the locker room and stuff like that. So I don't approve of the, uh, uh, what was it? The vampire comment and stuff like that. That's been um, the slander and stuff that he's not a good teammate and stuff. I applaud all his ex teammates, current teammates and stuff like that. That's been coming out and, uh, you know, giving him props and, and getting his back. He's, 
done everything he's been asked to do as a Laker. Yep. It's it's been tough, tough on him. You know, it's hard, it's hard for a guy to accept the bench role who's been the guy. You know, for all of his career, pretty much. But um, you know, you you get to that age where you kind of have to accept that. I, I know it's been tough for him, but um, he accepted it. He took the bench role. He did everything the Lakers asked of him. He's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, nothing but good comments and stuff from old teammates, current teammates. So um, I really uh, I just wanted to address that real quick. I think. Um, it just didn't work out. It, it wasn't a good fit, and that's all it was. It was nothing personal or anything like that. So um, I just wanted to address that real quick. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, I think I think we all feel that way. I think nobody ever questions Russ, you know, his his effort or his character as a human being. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it just wasn't a good fit, and and I think you know the fact that he's not here anymore is probably better for everybody. It's better for. <laughs> The Lakers is better for Russ. I think it's probably just a healthier situation for for both sides. He wears he wears his heart on his sleeve, and you know people t- tend to take stuff like that the wrong way. And you know I, I don't think he deserves it. And sure, time. of course. Okay. No, I, I well said, Billy. Well said. So um, as far as you know the trades go, I, I I think the moves that we made were were good moves. I think um, we're a more rounded out, balanced team. We're able to. Space the floor more. I like the addition of Elo. He can, he can come up, pull up. He's a threat from three. He, he's a threat. You know, he's a good free throw shooter. He's a good passer. Um, I like what we've done uh, against the Pelicans. You know, we've we got to see that uh, that lineup together, and I, I like it. I like the starting lineup. I like Schroeder off the bench. Um, you know, Russell and Schroeder played minimal minutes together. Um, I like the fact that we didn't have to play a bunch of minutes with LeBron and AD. I love how AD played against the Pelicans. I love how a shorthanded team played against the Bucks. That was awesome. Uh, I know we got the loss, but I love their effort. I love I love how we played against them. So um, I, I I'd like to see them, you know, maybe get 17 wins, like maybe come out the gate, go eight and two, seven and three, to get a good jump on things and. Uh, go from there. I mean, we just need some positive coming out of the all-star break. So what, so what you're saying is that you like IG deactivated AD, huh? <laughs> yeah, I said he looked better. <laughs> I like whatever was going on. I don't care. AD. Off the Maybe that's done. <laughs> Maybe it's done. Which Not- leads. Hold on. I didn't, Which- want- I didn't want to cut you off real quick, but Anthony, the only the I do have one worry is huh. the LeBron foot. Um, <laughs> LeBron foot. No, LeBron foot. That's a, no, that's an actual foot. thing. It's you heard it here first. Go look it up on you WebMD. You first, everybody. Not not uh-huh. little not little foot. LeBron. Go go look it up on uh, WebMD. Do you have LeBron goes, foot? Maybe that's what you got, Kobe. Maybe you got LeBron. That's probably foot. what I got. I've been thinking about that. I'm like my my <laughs> my foot is actually in unbearable pain. I don't know about that guy. He's walking around. He's you know drinking. But his, he's doing his thing. You My foot hurts, man. Anthony, you and I address this where Kobe put on all those minutes and he tore his Achilles just to willing a team to get to the playoffs. And he put in all these minutes and now he has this lingering injury. So I'm hoping – that's my only worry that this won't be a huge hindering effect moving forward. Um, yeah, obviously the minutes that he played, you know, when AD was out were a problem because he was, he was playing, there were several games where he played over 
40 minutes. And I'm sure that has something to do with the foot. I, I, I know Kobe was maybe half joking, but every t- when it comes to LeBron injuries, I always wonder like, how bad is it really versus well, it's you, made well, out you know from, to be? You, you know from the report itself, he, he's claiming it's unbearable pain, and they did an MRI and said it's nothing but normal wear and tear. So Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I think I take it with a grain of salt, but the minutes obviously are a key, and I think because now we have more depth and versatility, he won't have to play 45 minutes you know, for us to beat a team by three points or whatever, but all of this leads into, you know, the second point we want to talk about is after all these moves and the, you know, the fact that now we're a, a deeper, more well-rounded team, you know, is, is it too little too late? Like, can they still, can the Lakers still get themselves out of this hole or is it too deep of a hole to get, dig ourselves out of with just 23 games left? See, this is the problem we had. We talked about last year, right? where you and I were like, we can't. And, and at the beginning of this year, where we wait all these games to make a move and all this stuff. But at the same time, Kobe had a point to where other teams may not be ready to make that move, right? Mm-hmm. So we probably didn't have a choice to make the moves until then. I like the pieces we have. Um, I think it's something we can get put together. Um, I'm sure they're going to be uh, – getting together, you know, during the break, you know, they're probably get, all got together and say, look, we're going to take this many, t- this much time off to be with our families and stuff. And then we're going to come back in and let's get acquainted with each other and, uh, you know, maybe get some cohesive names and stuff on the court. So, um, I mean, like I said, I, I I'm, I'm going to be optimistic about it. I think it's something that can be done. I think we can make, I think we can play ourselves out of a play in and uh, get an actual playoff seed with this lineup. Mm. Okay. Kobe? Well, you know, like I said earlier, you know, definitely seeing what we saw last night, I think that uh, this team is capable of now making a run, you know, in the West. Uh, I don't want to fall for this sort of, quote-unquote, prisoner of the moment way of thinking, though, you know. Uh, Rob went out and made all the trades that we wanted him to make, essentially, you know, for, for what we could, for what we could reasonably do, um, you know, and he's been getting nothing but kudos since since the deadline from the fans and, uh, you know, people in the media. And even today, even today on first take from Stephen A. Smith, I yep. saw that giving Rob his props. Yep. But hold on, hold on. You guys just remember who the first and only person was that gave Rob his props last month before everyone else, even the great Stephen A. Smith. Yep. So uh, when the whole world was slandering Rob. Remember, it was me that was giving uh, Rob yeah. in the front office their props. Mr. Diva. Okay, go ahead. All right, cool. But, Anthony, I say prisoner of the moment because, you know, Rob went out and he made all the trades that he needed to, including your favorite, the release of Russell Westbrook. You know, he, he reshaped the roster. And then, like I said, we came out the next night. LeBron sits out. And you were mad about that, too, because you're like, well, I guess we're going to have to start winning on Saturday. You were all mad because <laughs> we weren't going to win till the next day. Uh, you know, the new guys weren't playing after that first trade, obviously, you know, I gotta go through yeah. physical and doing yes. all that. So, um, yeah. yeah, Lakers get beat by the Bucks, and then you text us. You texted us this. That, that That's probably why we have this question on, on the pod this week. But you texted us. Hopefully, we didn't wait too long to make these moves. Hopefully, we didn't dig too deep of a hole, you know. Uh, but then, hey, we wake up literally 
today and people are saying we're title contenders now. So that's what I'm talking about when it comes to being prisoners of the moment. We, we can't sit here and say, oh, you know, hopefully we didn't wait too long when we lose a game. But then when we win one game, all of a sudden we're title contenders, you know. So uh-huh. I'll, I'll just say this. The, the front office has done their jobs. And I think that it's uh, universally accepted uh, for the most part that the trade deadline was about as good as it could have been for us, for the Lakers. Uh, LeBron and AD have been surrounded by the shooters length and defenders that they need. So it's time now for them to hold up their end of the bargain. But the beautiful thing is, and I'll say this is that this team is the best of both worlds. I think for us as, as a podcast squad here anthony still has his lebron and his ad you know his dominant forces me and billy get our our young future back and guys like d Rui, vanderbilt guys that can you know maybe carry on the legacy after those guys um so yeah i'm excited for it i think we can make a run and i'm excited to see how how we finish the season so okay uh i love your prisoner of the moment thing because that's fine and dandy that you know a week ago we were garbage and now people are singing our praises like you know we've we're gonna we're gonna win the western conference because we we beat the pelicans uh last night so i mean it's great i love it but (laughs) that was funny though that is funny (laughs) but i don't i I, and i think billy would agree i i would certainly not go that far i would say i'm optimistic and hopeful i used the word hopeful earlier that what we saw last night is hopefully a sign that this team can put something together and can go you know um whatever i said you know 15 and 8 to to dig ourselves out of this hole and make the playoffs but i believe you just said the trade deadline went as good as it could have gone for us. And I will say, you're right. I would agree with that. However, the front office did their job. Uh, Yes and no, right? If everything that we did at the trade deadline was almost the exact same deals and collateral that that we could have done and given up in July in November, in December, minus Russell. That was obviously a twist, right? Because we could have done it and gotten Conley instead of Russell. So I will give a little credit there where credit is due. Russell is a much better move than Conley, not just because he's a better player, but because he doesn't have any contract at the end of the season, right? Because Conley, you would have had to take him in the deal. He has another year left in his contract. So he's younger. Yeah, and he's young. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, no one's disputing. Russ is, Russell's better than, than Conley, you know, for, for, for now and for the future, because there's no added contract. So I get that, that, that was a nice little twist, but what I'm saying is all the other guys we got, even Mo Bamba were guys that the Lakers were interested and rumored to getting even signing in the off season. So these trades giving up a first round pick, right. We said, Oh, the Lakers aren't going to give, they're not going to trade the picks. They're not going to trade the picks. So I think, yes, it's fair to say that, they did they did a good job but i think that for the most part you know 90% of what the lakers got at the trade deadline could have been done for the same collateral back in you know november or july no, or no, december no, no, no. or wherever please stop please stop and please. where would we be if it would have been done sooner. That's okay. the question. Well, well, that's in hindsight because remember, I told you that the reason we brought back Russ for this season was because we had a whole new coach. 
we 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 had Darvin Ham, who they they were insistent that he was going to be able to, which he did for the most part, was able to get Russ to accept the new role and played well and and and, and excelled in his new yes, role. That's but I also told you that bringing back Russ was a mistake before the season started. I said it was a mistake bringing him back. It was not going to work, even with even though he played better and he did his job and he was and he was and he was good and he didn't you know he wasn't problematic and whatever. I said it wasn't going to work. We were, you know, we, we didn't have shooting. We didn't have length. I said before the season started, this team was going to struggle to win games because it didn't have shooting. It, it didn't have a roster that, that made sense to the current NBA. So yes, you're right. But I just want to say that I was adamant that bringing back Russ was a mistake. You, you can't sit here and say in hindsight, yeah, because you made, you know, one one prediction that, you know, bringing Russ back was a mistake. Yeah, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but we rolled the dice. Like you said, we want to try it. We tried it last year, yes, with a whole different coach, and, you know, we tried it with a whole different team. This year we brought in a different team and a different coach, so we wanted to run it back. And, and hey, kudos to the front office for running it back and saying, hey, you know what, at the deadline, we're going to make – we're going we're gonna to change a direction. Um, but, you know, to say in hindsight we should have, could have, would have, I just hate that. I, ball is in your court, LeBron. Make it happen. LeBron and AD, we've done everything that we could possibly do aside from the superstar splash, Kyrie, which apparently we never had a chance at anyway. So you got the best possible scenario. Everybody's raving about us today. Everybody's saying we're title contenders. Okay, if it doesn't happen now, I don't want to hear the Rob Palenka slander. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, Anthony. Well, okay, so here's my point. Yes, you're you're right about LeBron and AD. This is this is their there's no excuses. They have to now be the stars that they are and and start to, you know, put this team in a position where we can start winning games every single night. So I agree with you there. The but the point I was making is not to say that this deal all the moves we made right now are not they are better than probably what we could have done if you're comparing apples to apples in July or in November but my point was you could have done something pretty close and is the is the juice worth we held out all this time to get a slightly better deal which i agree we did we got a slightly better deal but we put ourselves in a big time hole by doing it so the flip side of that is if you could have made a deal that also would have improved the team, maybe not quite as much. Maybe, you know, if, if this improves, if this is like a, an eight, maybe it would have been like a six and a half or a seven. But if you would have done that deal in July or September, what, you know, would this team be the fifth seed? Would it be the sixth seed? So, I'm just saying it, it was it at the end of the day, was it worth it? Was it worth holding out to get a slightly better deal? But now we're five games below 500 and in a hole that we got to dig ourselves out of versus making a deal that also would have improved the team. Maybe not quite as much, but we could have been, you know, four games above 500. That's okay. that's what I'm saying. That's, that's well, the well, argument. And that's fine. And that's fine. We're going to, we got to go into the next one because we're already running late here, yeah. but Hey, that's, that's life. You know, we can always look back on things that we could have, would have, should have done. What if we would have done that? How would that have impacted the rest of the league? How would things have shaped up then? How, how, where would teams be, you know, uh, placed, uh, you know, on the East and West Conference then, you know? So you never know. And you can't. Well, of course. I'm just giving you a, a hypothetical. Like, that's yeah, the argument. That's well, the that's, argument. Yeah, you're trying to make a hypothetical, though, that if, if we would have done it, 
it would have led to better circumstances. And I just don't agree with that because, you know, that we didn't do that. And now here we are in reality, in the real world. And, you know, we, 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 we've done what we can and we move on. We keep it moving. Break. All right. Before we get out of here, let's uh, talk a little NBA All-Star weekend. You know, All-Star game and All-Star Saturday night, of course, is coming up. Uh, the All-Star break uh, here where we get to have, uh, you know, fun uh, this week, uh, this weekend uh, in Utah. So I just wanted to very quickly talk about the, the two main events, the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the game, but it's it's hard because we don't know the teams and we won't know the teams till game day. So just wanted to throw and see, get our little quick predictions for what we think is going to happen All-Star Saturday night. So we will do three-point and slam dunk. I will give you guys the participants for each event, and then you guys tell me who you believe is going to win. Simple enough, right? All Let's right. start with the three. Oh, you already got a question? No, I already know who's going to win a three-pointer, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. See, you think I'm Miss Cleo, see? <laughs> Billy, knows, Billy knows all along. I'm all right. right. Three-point contest. Here are the contestants. Tatum. Huerta. <laughs> what? Huerta from Sacramento. Huerta. Kevin Huerta. Uh, you thought you just say well. <laughs> no. Tyler Hero. Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Dame Lillard, Markinen, and then Randall was just announced that he's going to replace Simons, who hurt his ankle last night, so he won't be participating in the three-point contest. So, okay, predictor of the future, Billy, who is winning <laughs> the three-point contest? Herder. <laughs> who? Exactly. How you said it is Herder. <laughs> You know that Billy? Ooh, ooh, is he your ooh, is he your winner? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Shout out the new day. It's a new day. New day. Anthony don't know nothing about that. I don't know what that is. Is he your winner? <laughs> Elimination chamber Saturday night, by the way. <laughs> Herder. We're going with Herder. Okay. Okay. Kobe, you can give your pick just for fun. Billy's already told us the winner, but just for fun. <laughs> well, I think unless uh, you know, Dame is allowed to move his racks back like eight feet and then like shoot his corner threes from the logo. Um, you know, he ain't winning. So, uh, okay. but, and I think that, I think that in, in the three point contest, it's always someone that you don't expect. So I'm gonna go with Billy. I think Herder's winning this. Okay. Ooh. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Dame, you know, Dame is going to be probably a lot of people's top pick or Tyler hero or something. I don't um, think Dame knows how to shoot a normal three-point shot. <laughs> well, yeah, and and you're right. Sometimes yes, guys like <laughs> Hero, they're you know they're great in-game shooters, but if they just have to catch and shoot, it's not their style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Buddy Heald in this event because he is a pure catch and shoot guy. He doesn't you know he doesn't have to come off the pick or he doesn't you know pull up off the dribble like Dame likes to do. Um, so I like Buddy Heald as my winner. Oh, you did some homework here, huh? You don't do homework for All Star. Oh, you okay. Because you wanted him on the Lakers. Relax. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the slam dunk contest. All right. Mapping song. Okay, Billy. Yeah, we already um, know what you were gonna say. Billy doesn't even know who any of these guys are. So I wanted the Portland. I wanted the Portland guy, but he backed out. So. Yeah. So here's your participants. KJ Martin. He he plays for the Rockets, Billy. 
Trey Murphy, he plays mm-hmm. for the Pelicans. Jericho Sims, he plays for the Knicks. And Kobe's boy, Mac McClung, who now just recently is a member of the Sixers as he signed a, uh, a, a two-way contract just a few days ago. So who's going to win the slam dunk contest? Yeah, you guys already know where I'm going. I'm going to go with Mac McClung. I think he's going to have the crowd on his side. Obviously, he's, you know, tiny. He's, what, six foot, six one. And uh, you guys saw that little scorpion dunk that we posted about a month ago where uh, he yeah. hit that. And everybody in the comments was like, wow, if he hits that, uh, you know, he's got this easy. So, and he, I think he said today, we, we, we saw it on the, on the social, on, on the IG that he has two dunks that, he, he knows no one's ever done in a dunk contest. So I'm excited to see what he's going to pull out the hat. So mm-hmm. shout out uh, Mac McClung. I got Mac McClung winning the slam dunk contest. Billy? Uh, again, Kobe and I are on the same page. So, yeah. Gosh, I, I hate agreeing with Kobe. But as, as much as as much as I, as, as I could see Trey Murphy winning it because he's long and lean and he could do a few things – I think the the favorite here has to be McGlung, and I agree with Kobe. He's he's gonna be the he's gonna be the favorite. Like the the the, the crowd is gonna be rooting for him. So, shout I out think. Trey Murphy though. Trey Murphy the third from uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. I just hope when the, yeah. the lights don't the lights come on, he doesn't you know get the butterfly. Well, the key is now is can you make the dunk? Yeah, and I don't I don't see him being the kind of guy that 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 misses the dunks. You know, we see we we've seen that like last four or five years where guys like take fifteen hundred attempts and they don't make the dunk. I don't see Mac yeah. being that guy because he's been so small, so undersized his whole life that if he's I mean, if he's up there for a dunk, he's not only gonna hit him, uh, but you know, he he's pretty much got that under control and he's a two footed dunker too for the most part. You're not gonna see him jumping off of one foot. So I think he's got a lot more control being a two footed mm-hmm. dunker. And uh, yeah, I think Mac McClung uh, seals the deal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have both TVs out and I have elimination chamber on one. I'm gonna have a all star weekend on the other. So let's go. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Cole. I see Trey Murphy like tr- coming down with a spectacular like windmill, but he misses it like four times in a row, <laughs> <laughs> which is getting. Crazy man, like I, I'm like low key getting a little tired and annoyed by that. So hopefully, you know, they they come up with something in the CBA that you know uh, deflects that kind of rule. Carmelo, Carmelo's gonna be one of the judges. I know, yeah. Interesting, right? We haven't seen that guy in a minute. Yeah, yeah I don't. So, I don't, well, I don't know who just, the judges are, but I know Carmelo is one of them. Just for fun, obviously, we know nothing. But you want to just just for just for fun, uh, Team LeBron or Team Giannis? Giannis. Did I say that? Hold on. Yeah, you, did you say it fast enough? <laughs> Quick on the draw. I mean, LeBron's won all of them. All of them. <laughs> and LeBron, LeBron, honestly, he seems to study for this. So uh, I'm going LeBron. Yeah, because, go- yeah, he's been he's bamboozled us in like several trades in the last couple of years. Remember the year he gave us Russ for Ben Simmons? Remember that one? <laughs> he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I'll trade you, Giannis. I'll give you a Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So, oh man, yeah, yeah LeBron, I'm, I'm but, gonna go. I'm gonna LeBron, go LeBron too. He 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 knows how to build a, a super team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, all right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up for this week, everybody. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, and we uh, encourage you to find Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter, IG, and on our YouTube page. Peace.
Peace. Good night.